All right. Good morning. It's Thursday, April 16th, 2020. Uh, this is John uh, back with you again uh, for the second day in a row. So we officially have a streak. Uh, let's keep the streak going. Uh, today, I want to spend our time and just talk about um, addition by subtraction. And what I mean by that is just um, it's easy in this season to feel the loss of certain things. And I just want to know I just want you to know and to reaffirm for you that uh, in this season, your God isn't robbing you of anything. He's refining you, right? A thief comes in and steals something that you have uh, because they don't have it and they want it. God has everything. So if he's, if, if you feel like he's taken anything from you, um, it's not because he needs it. Uh, it's because in his wisdom, I think what he's saying right now uh, is that you don't. He's refining you. And um, I just don't want us to be so quick to refill what God has removed, right? Um, here's what I mean by that. We tend to think of building by addition, right? But when the Bible talks about building and what God's trying to do, it often says that he builds by subtraction. The best way I can think of it uh, is this. When Michelangelo, uh, one of the world's most famous artists, when he sculpted what is probably the world's most famous sculpture, David, uh, he didn't understand himself to be building something beautiful. He thought of himself as taking away something that, was present. Essentially, he said, yeah, uh, I need to remove the unnecessary so the necessary uh, can speak, so that it can shout louder. What he would say is this, the more the marble wastes away, the more the sculpture grows. So he'd step back, he'd stare at this block of stone, visualize what was in it, and then he would chip away at the block until what was inside it came to life. So in his mindset, Beauty came through brokenness, not stacking more building blocks. Uh, and in Michelangelo sculpting bodies, uh, he actually embodied the ultimate sculptor, the Lord Jesus, who not only does the same thing with you, but in this season, he is doing the same thing with you. I hope that you know right now, today, this is what God is currently doing. If you did know that, do you know what? what you do or how you'd feel, um, your head would feel less downcasty or it wouldn't be as downcasty um, as it is right now. And when I say less, uh, what I don't want us to believe is that the right nugget of truth is going to be the thing that um, cures us, that we're automatically going to be fixed. Uh, but it's just these small reminders day by day by day that helps us to lift our head up 1% by 1% by 1%. And eventually we get to a place where the Lord will uh, change things. And you you may sit there right now and say, John, uh, that illustration was insightful, uh, but it actually doesn't do anything for me because I still feel the way that I feel, right? We can see in hindsight what Michelangelo does with a block of stone, in building a sculpture. But I right now, John, I have no clue what God is building by subtracting. And that's what makes me nervous. And so uh, I get that. And here's what I want you to know. 
that if you're curious about what God's doing in this season, here's what you can do. You can ask him, right? Uh, when we come to the Bible, I think our favorite verses would be so much doper if we uh, took time and paid attention to the context behind them. So um, here's one that we all love, right? James 1.5 tells us, if anybody lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously without finding fault. And that's not just some generic truth about if you need wisdom about what to do on your job or how to raise your kids, but it comes in the context, right? Verse two starts off and he says this, hey, hey, y'all, consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. And so what he says is this, hey, when you're suffering, right? James says, here's two things. Consider it a pure joy, right? Know that the removal of certain things, the trial, the removals of comfort, the feeling, the loss of income and job prospects, dating relationships that were going great before Corona. Um, and now you're quarantined and things have stalled ministry opportunities, whatever it is, be reminded that God is adding by subtracting. He's building something in you that can't be built without the removal of certain things that are temporarily or permanently unnecessary. And then what James is going to say is, that, you know, if that frustrates you and you have no clue what he's trying to do, here's what he says. Ask God if anyone is lacking in wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. Wisdom is, is the discernment, the ability to perceive life's true meaning. Do you know what you can do? You can ask God. You can talk to him. You can ask him what he's doing in this season instead of trying to figure it out for yourselves. And James is going to go on and say, hey, but if anybody asks, he shouldn't doubt that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and he shouldn't think that he's going to get anything from God, right? What does doubt look like? Um, not all the time, but I think especially in times like this, uh, sometimes doubt can look like your desire and your attentiveness to be personally productive, right? Sometimes personal productivity can be prayers opposite. Have you ever had a friend that asked you for something, asked you for a favor, um, and you said, yeah, I'll get around to it, and before you know it, uh, you come back through, and they've tried to do it all themselves, and they've messed it all up, and you just sit there and say, that, like, I was going to do it, but your desire to try to do it for yourself uh, has messed things up. And I feel like uh, that's where we can be right now in this season, just trying to be so personally productive, throwing a bunch of stuff up against the wall um, and seeing what sticks, that in our uncertainty that God is actually going to work, you and I tend to start to overwork. And we fill our time with so much stuff instead of just slowing down. And listen, if a global pandemic can't get you to slow down and pray, then it's likely that nothing else will. Or on a more positive note, if Amazon 
is unapologetically taking 20 days to get you your packages instead of two, then you've got permission to chill and tell someone you're not going to meet that deadline or tell yourself that you're not going to meet that self-imposed deadline to take some time to stop, rest, reflect, and pray. Here's one quick way that you can do it. Um, If you're like me and your mind wanders when you tend to sit down and pray, uh, take out a notebook and write it down. Um, I read this book last year called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And one of the things that he talks about is when you're trying to form a new habit, uh, the presence of it is always better than the perfection of it. And what he means by that is uh, the first thing that you want to do is you want to make sure that the habit is present and then build on it. So you can use what's called the two minute rule, uh, commit daily to 120 seconds, no more and no less. And what you find is that when you do that, you can fit those two minutes anywhere. You're less likely to reschedule. And three, once you really start to get into it, you find that whatever you were going to rush to next wasn't really all that important. So here's what I did. If you, uh, looked at the timestamp before you press play here. Uh, What you'll notice is that I'm done talking and there's still two minutes left that you budgeted or planned for. And that's my way of doing the hard work for you so that you could take some time and pray and reflect. There's only 120 seconds left. So when the music stops, you can stop and then start your day. Um, But stop. Reflect, pray, ask God, and be reminded that in the removal of anything, God's not robbing you. He's refining you. Addition by subtraction. Love you.